Welcome to Evidence Space Mommy. I'm your host, Dr. Samantha Radford, and I'm here to combine science and wellness to help parents and kids thrive. Welcome back to Evidence Space Mommy. We are in episode seven, and we are talking about cluster feeding. So those times when it feels like your baby, particularly maybe a newborn, is just breastfeeding all the time, possibly even at night, and you are just exhausted. And it's hard because a lot of times, you know, dear Aunt Sally, or whoever you want to insert there, will start saying things that's going to stress the crap out of you. Like they're going to suggest that maybe you don't have enough milk, or maybe they need a bottle of formula to top off, or maybe there's something wrong with your baby, or does she have colic, or... Is he gassy, which I mean, those things could be, or that you might have an allergen in your milk that makes them fussy or something. There's just all sorts of things that people will say that like, maybe, but probably not. So let's talk about what cluster feeding is, what it isn't, and let's normalize it. Cluster feeding is totally normal. It's what babies are supposed to do. And it helps them grow. And it doesn't last forever. It usually stops after just a couple days. Now before we get going, I would like to tell you that this episode is sponsored by my Breastfeeding 101 Action Pack. So it gives you all the information you need to kind of quick start your breastfeeding journey. And is available to you for free. So grab it from the show notes. Now then, like we said... The biggest issue with cluster feeding is when it happens at night and you're losing sleep and you're exhausted and you're starting to think, oh my gosh, is this going to last forever? What am I going to do? So don't worry. There are ways that you can get extra rest and you can stay sane. Notice that I'm talking about ways for you to get rest, not ways for you to control your baby's feeding schedule. So I'm a big proponent of, and this is evidence-based, we are evidence-based mommy after all, I'm a big proponent of listening to your baby's needs, especially around feeding. You feed them on demand, you don't necessarily try to put them on a schedule because that's not good for them for a variety of reasons. So let's define what cluster feeding is. Cluster feeding is when your baby is feeding pretty much constantly, it feels like, for a stretch of a few hours. So you might feel like your little one is just on your boob all the time. And this happens a lot of times during the evenings, you know, when it would be dinner time and all that kind of stuff. So it might be that your baby's really fussy and they latch for a little while. They might kind of doze. They might even doze while they're still attached to the breast. But then they wake up and they fuss and they doze, and they wake up, and they fuss, and they yell at you, and they might spit up some, but then they nurse some more. Like, the only place they want to be is on your boob for, like, the whole evening, okay? And it's frustrating, because pretty much all you can do is sit there, and if you've never experienced this before, you could be really worried, like, what is happening? Is everything okay? And I mean, it's just exhausting because if your baby is fussy, you're probably not getting as much sleep and you're dealing with their crankiness on top of that. You're not getting much of a break because you're the only one they want. Like cluster feeding is hard. I won't deny that. But 
there's good reasons that babies do this. So let's discuss these reasons here. So it could be that your baby's having a growth spurt. This is the most common reason for cluster feeding, particularly if you have, say, like a three-week-old feeding every single hour. It's just a growth spurt. So it's basically just like when you were pregnant, you might have had these feelings where it's like, oh my gosh, my belly got bigger like overnight, just all of a sudden. Babies don't grow like in a linear fashion. They grow in fits and starts. And so they'll have these periods of really rapid growth physically and mentally. So it might be not just that they're bigger. I swear there are some mornings when they're tiny when you pick them up and they're heavier the next day and you're like, how did this happen? (laughs) That's a growth spurt. Or it might be that, you know, they're giving you fits for a few days And then it seems like after that, they're kind of more alert, you know, when they're tiny, tiny, or maybe they've learned a new skill. Maybe they start saying new words if they're a little bit older. So all these things are mental growth spurts too. But of course, to have this rapid physical development and brain development, they have to get extra energy from somewhere. And you are the somewhere mama. So while cluster feeding at six weeks or nine weeks may not be like or may actually be the most noticeable, it can happen several times in your baby's life. So just a heads up, there's something called purple crying from about mm, six weeks to 12 weeks where your baby is just fussy in the evening no matter what you do. And it's actually like a normal stage of development. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean that your baby is colicky, that you have a bad baby, or that you're, you know, you should be making them, you know, just keep crying, whatever. Like. It's just something that happens to babies. It's a normal stage of development. It might be just that your breast capacity is lower. So simply like your breast hold less milk than someone else's. So it doesn't mean that you make less. It's just that they need to be emptied more often. And that's okay. Everybody's breasts are different. The size of your breast doesn't tell you about storage capacity. It's just kind of one of those things. Um, But that could be a reason that your baby nurses a little more often. If your baby is teething or sick, they are likely to nurse more often. Like they might even just nurse all night. That helps them stay hydrated. Of course, there are antibodies and white blood cells in your breast milk that help them fight off germs. So they're getting those from you. And in fact, they're actually also passing information back like a backflow into your breast they're passing germs so that your body knows like specifically which antibodies to make to help your baby fight off um whatever germs they're dealing with it's just so cool what all breast milk (laughs) can do in that breast you know breast milk um feeding relationship and then the final reason that your baby might be cluster feeding is they just want to connect. I mean, babies do want to connect with you. Breastfeeding is comforting for them. So especially like if you've just gone back to work, it might be that your baby misses you. You know, they don't know how to express that exactly. So they just demand to nurse all night and be on top of you all the time. But breastfeeding, you know, lets you both release oxytocin, which is that bonding hormone. It helps calm you down. It can even relieve pain. So, you know, once again, if your baby is sick or teething, that oxytocin release will help them feel better. 
Some babies, even like if you're working outside the home and have your baby in daycare or have someone with them throughout the day, they might not take as many bottles as you would like. You know, they might just refuse to take a bottle unless they just absolutely have to, but then they nurse more during the evening and maybe even at night to kind of make up for it. So on one hand, like you get it because the baby wants to be with you, but on the other hand, like you're tired and you don't want to deal with that because you're just exhausted and you want to rest. And it's just tough. It's tough for everybody. I've done working outside the home with a baby. I went with my first child. I went back to work the day she turned six weeks and it was gut-wrenching. And I mean, I've been able to be home with my fourth child, my youngest one, I've ended up staying here and I continued to evidence-based mommy so I could just nurse him whenever I wanted and you know I had him whenever I wanted and it was lovely. So you know it can be hard but that's just kind of what you got to deal with as far as cluster feeding goes. Now there's this misconception especially kind of with like older generations I think that cluster feeding is bad or it means you're doing something wrong or that your baby is too hungry or whatever. And I just want you to know it's not bad. It doesn't mean your milk is drying up. Instead, it's actually an important part of your baby's development. So nursing frequently sends signals to your body to increase milk production. And even if they're cluster feeding all night, That's okay. And the reason is, so we were talking about sending signals to increase milk production. Generally speaking, just this is the way physiology works. Your supply is lowest in the evening and at night. So of course your baby's going to want to nurse more because like it kind of, you know, gets down near to empty um, more quickly. So they'll just nurse more frequently. But at the same time, Your body produces the most prolactin at night. Prolactin is the hormone that boosts milk production. So again, as we've talked about before, increased prolactin increases your milk supply. Nursing signals there to be more prolactin. So every time your baby nurses, they signal like, hey, let's make more milk. So actually night nursing and even night cluster feeding is really helpful for keeping your supply up. And like we said, cluster feeding often happens before growth spurt. So your babies need extra nourishment to support their rapid development. So I know this is difficult. I know because I've been there. But try whenever this kind of thing is happening, instead of thinking like, oh no, this is such a pain in the butt. Like I just feel awful try to flip it on its head and think like, oh man, my baby's about to do something new. Oh wow, my baby's about to get bigger. I'm excited like, is she going to start playing with a rattle? Is she going to start holding her head up better? Because I almost guarantee you there will be some new little thing that they do after this growth spurt. So just kind of watch for that. Let that kind of be like the light at the end of the tunnel. Fortunately, cluster feeding only lasts for like a few days at a time. So even though it's absolutely exhausting, it'll only last for like two or three days. And what kind of tends to happen is your baby will nurse like all the time, it seems like for a couple days, and then the next day they will crash out and they will sleep a ton and will probably nurse less. 
And so you get some relief in a way because like, oh good, the baby's finally sleeping a little bit now. But one thing to watch out for is that your baby has been nursing all the time. That has signaled to your body to make more milk. And then now you've got all this extra milk and nobody's taking it. So you might end up dealing with some engorgement and some tenderness after growth spurt. So again, you know, keep nursing regularly. If things are like so engorged that it hurts, it would be a good idea to either like maybe express some in the shower or pump a little bit. I wouldn't say pump a whole ton because you do want your supply to kind of go back down to regulate to like your baby's normal, right? Because if you have, like if you keep pumping all of it out, you're just going to keep getting more and it'll just be this cycle. So just pump enough to kind of get some relief. You can take some acetaminophen to take some of the edge off of the pain, but mostly just kind of focus on emptying your breasts as needed, and that'll help you avoid clogged ducts or mastitis. So even though babies only cluster feed for two or three days at a time, they do this pretty often. So especially as they're younger, as they get older, those um, cluster feeding periods get more spaced apart. But the first one can happen, honestly, even at two or three days old, it'll seem like your baby nurses more. It's like the first day that they're born, they're just like, whoa, what has happened? (laughs) As we all are. But the next night, like they're ready to nurse. But the first real like growth spurt that leads to cluster feeding usually happens at like seven to 10 days old. Then another one at three weeks, at six weeks nine weeks, then 12 weeks, six months, nine months, and 12 months. So you've got like this three, six, nine, 12 thing going on. So that'll help you remember. So notice that there's a growth spurt right when your baby turns a year old. So a lot of times, you know, people were concerned that like, should I still be breastfeeding once my baby is a year? There's absolutely no reason to stop. And there's actually a good, a lot of reasons to keep going. And one thing to keep in mind is right about when your baby turns one, they will probably have a growth spurt and want to cluster feed just about as much. It'll remind you as when they're a newborn. So again, you know, they're doing tons right then. They're learning to walk. They're learning to talk. They're, you know, starting to eat new foods. Tons and tons of development right then. So, you know, these things happen Every at first, it's every few weeks, and then it spaces out to every few months. So just be available, or you know, be aware. This will be a cycle that you're going to see, and just know it's okay. Now, the real question though is, how can you cope with it? Because, like I said, we don't necessarily want to limit your child's nursing. That's not what's best for them, and it's not what's best for your supply either. But you also have to function, especially if you are working outside the home, like you got to make it the next day. I remember when my second was born, I had only been at my new job for about a year. I was teaching, you know, and so she went to daycare and my toddler still wasn't sleeping especially well yet. And of course, you know, a baby baby like isn't sleeping very well either. And I was exhausted. And I told one of my coworkers at the time, I was like, I feel like 
You know how when you're in elementary school, you see that someone has taken a pencil and just sharpened it down to where there's like the metal part that holds the eraser. And then there's like the only like wooden pencil part is just the sharpened, like, you know, the pencil's only a couple inches long. I was like, that's what I feel like. I feel like just a nub of a pencil that like there's just nothing left. And you don't want to feel like that, obviously. Nobody wants to feel like that. So these are kind of my tips because I would like to think, you know, that I got a little better at coping and learning how to take care of myself, you know, even with cluster feeding. And this is what I did. So the first thing is, it's possibly the hardest, but also maybe the most transformative and it's keeping that perspective. So it's that mind shift of like, you know, it's not like your baby's doing this to you on purpose it's so hard not to be resentful, but if you can remember, this is only going to last for a couple days. There is a purpose to this, and my baby's going to start doing some really cool new stuff after a couple days. Like, that makes a huge difference. The next thing is to get help, and particularly, so if you have a partner, um, you know, if you have a spouse at home or whomever, a lot of times, like, you're, like, you know, the one who's breastfeeding or chest feeding, obviously that's the person who's getting the brunt of the lack of sleep. But even your partner is probably also getting disrupted sleep. And when you're both tired, you will both be cranky and you will both be snappy at each other and want to blame each other for everything, for like stupid stuff. This is so normal. <laughs> it's also not the best. So again, you know, I... It helps that I had four kids, so it's like I got to practice this stuff and screw up at it four times. And now, either I screw up less frequently, or whenever I start to screw up, I at least catch myself. So I know, like, oh yeah, this has happened before, we should stop. (laughs) But what I will say is, like, acknowledge that you and your partner are freaking exhausted. Remember, it's not, like, y'all's fault. Y'all are a team y'all got to take care of each other. Okay. So keep that in mind. Try not to be short tempered with each other, even though I know it's hard. Try not to blame each other. Try to help each other as much as you can, because you need the help that you can get, you know, whatever you can get. Um, it might be, you know, like if you can, your partner puts the older kids to bed while you deal with the nursing just order pizza or grab Subway or whatever for a few days. Like, don't kill yourself trying to do all the stuff. Like, you can let some things ride, you know, make things a little simpler on you. Or if your mother-in-law, my mother-in-law would, you know, make dinner for us and drop it off, like, some nights, you know, make us a pot of chicken noodle soup or whatever. And it's so appreciated and so helpful. You know, sometimes they were, God bless them, they'll do sleepovers with all four of the kids probably every couple of weeks. And, (laughs) of course, now this is old enough, you know, that my youngest doesn't have to nurse all night. But, you know, when he was tiny, tiny, they would take the other three and let me, you know, let it to where we just have to handle the one child. Um, You know, whatever help you can get, like, man, it makes a difference. Or even, you know, if you have family, like I mentioned, if you have family or friends who will order food for you or who will give you a batch or whatever, if they're willing to make a double batch so that you can freeze some for later, that's amazing. Or even, you know, 
say that you're like in a week four or five and you're feeling good because the baby's actually sleeping, then whenever you make a meal, if there's something like lasagna where you can make a double batch really easily, just freeze once because you know that in a couple weeks that next growth spurt's coming and you'll be exhausted. So you'll have something to kind of fall back on. Another thing that I think I've said this for like half the episodes and I'm still bad about it myself, but I did drink some today, (laughs) some water, stay hydrated. So hydration is everything, especially when you're nursing. So it helps you. A lot of people, it makes a big difference with their milk supply. It definitely helps with your mood and your energy levels. Um, It's a little bit harder when you're holding a baby all the time. But again, you know, having that person there to help you like, hey, babe, would you please get me like a giant thing of water? And they'll do it. Or toddlers, even like my three-year-old would get me a cup of water. Of course, it would be tiny and half filled. But he would be very happy to be, you know, mama's big helper and get me some water. So, you know, just ask, but try not to stay thirsty. In fact, after this episode, I'm going to go drink some water because I need to. And then another thing, you know, try to be prepared. So we already mentioned it would be fantastic if you already had a water bottle near you, but if you don't, someone could help. But yeah, try Because when you're cluster feeding, like you're just kind of stuck in one place for a while. So try to have, they call it a little nursing station. So maybe like a little table set up beside you or something where you have your water, you have some snacks, maybe like some burp cloths because it's, it's weird. But even though the babies want to nurse all the time, sometimes that's kind of when the most epic spit ups also happen, which is fine. It's one of those things where the amount that comes out looks more dramatic than it actually is. But just, you know, something to be aware of. So burp cloths, anything else you might need, you know, find, like, have the remote control near you so you can just, like, binge watch an episode of whatever you're feeling. Um, Right now, that thing that I'm feeling is either Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Wednesday. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is older, but it's also awesome. Um, With that said... Make sure that you're not in a position where you're going to fall asleep with your baby either on a sofa or in a recliner. So I have a whole episode on safe sleep with your baby. I believe it's the very second episode that I did, episode number two. Um, It's not safe to fall asleep on a recliner or in a sofa. If you meet certain conditions, it can be safe to fall asleep on a flat surface like a firm mattress, you know, your bed with your baby. So it might be worth it to consider, you know, figuring out how to set up a safe co-sleeping situation. That will actually help you get more sleep. It will help you be more likely to meet your breastfeeding goals. Like if you're wanting to breastfeed for a while, particularly more than a few weeks or a few months. So, you know, look into that. You can listen to my episode. It tells you all about it. So... With all that said, if your baby is cluster feeding all night, remember that even though it's difficult, it's totally normal and it's developmentally appropriate. It's exhausting, but it won't last forever and you can do this. And if you need extra support, make sure that you grab the Breastfeeding 101 Quick Start Guide from me so you can get it in the show notes. Let me know how else I can help. I would love to see a review. I would love if you wanted to email me and let me know some other ideas that you have for the show. I look forward to hearing it.